Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light. This is Julia Treat from juliatreat.com. I want to welcome you if you're new. Thank you to everyone who has supported me over the years. I am so blessed to have you in my soul family, and I am so grateful for you. I have finally emerged from the dark night of the soul. <laughs> and I felt compelled to record something to discuss this with you as perhaps you are still experiencing yours or maybe even are on your way out of that what seems to be very deep and dark hole at times. So dark night of the soul, a lot of people talk about this. I actually don't, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts or read a lot of things myself about it uh, because I seem to experience it in my own way, whatever that may be, just as you are. But maybe my words today will help, maybe just help you if you're in the midst of it, knowing that it too shall pass. I was speaking with a friend a little while back, a week or two ago. I mean, I could feel myself coming you know, starting to come out of that heaviness, that darkness, that place where it seems like things are going awry or not turning up like I thought they would or, you know, which, which can lead to those feelings again of feeling defeated or fatigued, tired, sad, sometimes even pissed. I was telling a friend that I felt like I was coming out of a two-year fight with Mike Tyson. Only I wasn't fighting Mike Tyson, I was fighting myself. But that's what I felt like, I was in this fight. And I'm going to be honest, for at least a year or two now. It's funny because most of you, well some of you, a lot of you, have followed me over the months and years, and I'm sure you've noticed me shift and change. And as we are in this ascension process and moving into really areas that we don't know in, in human existence, our soul knows where we're going, but our human existence can often play a part of resistance. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the dark night of the soul, gosh, it's where you question a lot. It's where, why me? Or how can this be? Or it's the highs and lows, right? You're just on this high and everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, perhaps it feels like either I'm slowly going backwards or the bottom just drops out in every direction. That actually happened to me recently. And the dark night of the soul, what's happening is it's like the universe putting this big-ass mirror, big-ass big ass mirror, that's how I talk sometimes, this big mirror right in front of us and saying, but wait, you say you're ready, but wait, we want to show you what still needs to be healed. And that is often a scary place to be when the universe is showing you every little bit that still needs to be healed whether it's money, vibes, thoughts, things about your body or your health, love, 
bringing up things in your relationship that needs to be healed or even thoughts that you need to be healed. So <clears throat> that you need to heal. So let's, um, I'm just going to take some of these into, in a, in more detail because yes, my dark night of the soul, you know, universe still bringing up things that I need to heal can only, I hope, help you on your journey. So let's talk about the money thing first. So many of us have carried on this vibration from past lives that uh, whether it's not, you know, we shouldn't desire material things and that's not what spiritual spirituality is about. And there are channelers right now teaching that, that moving this ascension vibration like moving up this ascension ladder means not desiring any physical things and I I actually don't feel that way I don't feel that's what it's about but again I'm only I can only share what I connect with or get or experience because the ascension vibration that we are moving into is that of complete and utter prosperity wealth everything we could ever desire funny it just reminded me that I posted something on Patreon for my Patreon subscribers about wealth and how we have these really fucked up stories about wealth and what wealth means and if you think about like we're created from the God most high this divine energy this divine love and light does it even make sense that we're not entitled to anything and everything Yet we move around in life blocking it all because we're not supposed to want things or we're supposed to be grateful for the things we have, yes. But that does not mean to, that you shouldn't ever, like it shouldn't, it doesn't mean that you should feel bad if you want to live a luxurious life. Maybe that's what you want. Or you want to live in a hammock under a tree. Whatever it is for you that brings you joy. But I was posting this thing on Patreon about wealth, about something I'd learned recently. And it's funny because I looked it up in the dictionary. I said, something made me look up in the dictionary definition of wealth. I'm looking it up right now if you hear my little uh, fingers tapping on the keyboard. Because something told me, look up wealth, which I did. So wealth in its dictionary online. I just put it in a search engine. An abundance of valuable possessions or money. That's the definition they give us of wealth. Here's the funny thing. This is the example of wealth used in a sentence. This is the only example. He used his wealth to bribe officials. <laughs> I really started giggling when I read that. I'm like, look at that. If you just look up the word wealth, you already have the story started. You already have the story of it's bad. So we can... You know, the dark night of the soul, that's what it was bringing up for me. It was helping me understand anything and everything, anything else that I was holding resistance from, which I had to move into the vibration of wealth, what it felt like. What it felt like, which it was to me, and it wasn't wealth as in a definition or what I've heard anywhere else, and it wasn't wealth as in, what I view someone else that I feel is wealthy, what they're going through. I ask to be shown the vibration of wealth. 
And I'll do another meditation on this. I might do it on Patreon, but I may do it here. I'm not sure. I mean, I have so many things going on right now, but I'm going to put a meditation together so I can help others step into the vibration of wealth because it's it's a vibration. It's a sound. I can't even explain this. Yeah, I can't explain. It almost sounds to me when I was shown what wealth felt like. Now, when I say f- what wealth you know felt like, it means how I felt it, saw it, heard it, knew it, all that stuff. It sounds like it sounds like you're in a casino. Okay, I was trying to think how do I st- describe it. It sounds like you're in a casino and all the games are going, but it's not this overwhelming tons of you know all the amplified s- sounds and noises. It's just the sounds of people hitting jackpots, to be honest. That's what I was shown. But the jackpots, it's wealth in all areas of your life. It's not just the money. It's that wealth, like I am worthy. This is already mine. Um, This sense of peace, that's what I felt. The sense of complete and utter faith. I felt completely grounded in Mother Earth. I kept seeing like gold sparkling light just coming to me and not even just coming to me, but surrounding me. And I saw that all I needed to do was breathe it in, breathe in the vibration of wealth, breathe out the vibration of wealth. Just thought of something else that came to me when I was working through this. Because, you know, I always ask my team to help me. So this was... Help me feel. I want to know, feel the vibration of wealth. Then I was shown, it went into showing me the similarities. Wealth and lack. You know, wealth is the opposite of the lack. We're trying to move out of lack mindset into wealth mindset. And they showed me the exact, that it meant the exact same thing you got to wrap your head around this. Wealth and love or lack and fear. So wealth versus lack, love versus fear. There's one choice. There's love or fear. There's wealth or lack. And you get to choose. And it made so much sense. Like when they showed me that, I was like, oh, my God. All right. I got it. Because all I have to do is connect Instead of trying to figure out this whole wealth thing, all I have to know is that wealth mindset is equal to the vibration, the feeling, the knowing of the love mindset. That's all it is. Now, don't get confused. Don't think, oh, well, she's telling us, okay, if you're poor or you don't have money or whatever, you're not love. That is absolutely not what I'm saying here. When you have that complete, unconditional love for yourself, that's the love I'm talking about. Complete, utter, I love you so much. You are so amazing. You're beautiful. Damn it, you rock. (laughs) That. That vibration was the same as when I was stepping into wealth vibration. The only difference is, the sound, or I'm going to say the music I hear is a little bit different. When I am sitting into the love vibration, I can hear angels singing. But it's still that gold sparkling light around me and within me. 
and everything coming my way, everything loving me as I love myself more. So the only thing that changed in my vision was the sound or music that I heard. The feeling was the same. What I quote unquote saw in my mind's eye surrounding me was the same. The feeling of peace was the same. The feeling of worthiness, of faith, of knowing that everything is lined up perfectly for me. That I am so loved, so supported. Make sense? So the dark night of the soul that I just left helped me move into that space, the space of wealth, that I finally got to a place where I had to ask to be shown because I found myself kind of going in these patterns again, like, now why are these patterns coming up where all this influx of money comes in and then all this influx of money leaves? I don't want, I want balance. I don't want that in and out thing. I, I would love to have, um, yeah, it was just something. And, and there was a trigger that happened that causes vibration to shift. So, so if you're going through your dark night of the soul right now, I'm just here to tell you to hang in there. It's going to end. I promise it's going to end. There's many times when I was crying out to God saying, what? What is happening? Like, have I not been a good servant? Have I not done what you wanted me to? You know, we start, <laughs> I mean, I was getting mad. It's funny, I was uh, listening to someone else. I did, yeah, I did listen to one person talk about their dark, dark night of the soul. And, and um, he was talking about how he even took his oracle cards and threw them against the wall. <laughs> Because he he was getting the, you know, the cards were coming up, but things weren't showing up like he was being told. And he was like, I just had it and threw the cards against the wall. I know that feeling. When he said that, I totally got it. Let's talk about health. And what you're, what's coming up during your dark night of the soul, if you're there. By the way, I'm just saying if you're in it or if you feel like you're in it, this is for you. Or you've maybe perhaps just gotten out of it. And by the way, everyone goes through it. Okay, it's not like, I mean, now you know I go through it. And um, a lot of other higher mentors, I'm going to say higher, mentors that I follow that are have massive followings, um, I've seen posts that they're going, you know, they've gone through it too. And when you go through these dark nights of the soul, yes, you call on your team to help you, but they can't save you, okay? They come to help you understand what's happening. So I'm so quick now to say, help me learn. What's this about? Show me. I'm ready to know. I'm ready to understand. Show me what this is about so that I can, I can shift and I can shift this. And that's exactly what they did. And that's how I went into that wealth meditation, that, that wealth vibration, so health, let's talk about that because uh, May 29th, which is almost two months ago of the time I'm, I'm uh, recording this, I was hit. I was stopped at a stoplight and someone came up and hit me from behind that had not stopped. I don't think they saw the light, whatever happened. Hit me pretty hard <laughs> um, and I was taking a sip of warm hot broth and so my head was tilted back. So when they hit me, my head really snapped back. Then I went forward and hit the car in front of me and my head snapped again. 
Now, very active, working out, doing hot yoga, feeling great. That happened um, over the past two months. My neck has really become a problem. Um, I have been trying tapping. I've been trying everything to get my neck to chill. So I ended up having x-rays. I had an MRI yesterday, and I got some issues. So I'm, I hear the issues. I hear them telling me. But I am already decided, I've already decided that I will beat this and I will correct this. My body knows what to do. But this came up so that I would remember, Julia, you already cured yourself from Lyme disease. You've been well over four years. They say no one will ever heal themselves from Lyme disease, but I did. And you can do this too. And then I started thinking of all the things that I needed to be doing as far as, you know, well, I was saying, show me the way. Show me the way, universe. Number one, I need to work less. I get that. I'm actually taking off the whole month of August. Well, I'm working on some other projects, but they are projects that don't take as much of my energy and time. So taking off August, I need to get my butt back to hot yoga. I mean, I said I was active and working out, not like I used to be, though. I'm getting back to hot yoga four to five times a week. That is a must, and I know that. I mean, my mentor, Wayne Dyer, some of you, you know, um, resonate with him. Some of you are guided by him. He passed away, I'm going to say, two and a half years ago maybe now. And he went to hot yoga six days a week to the 90-minute class. That is dedication if you've ever gone to hot yoga. Uh, my yoga class, they only offer 60 minutes. And so why can't I go four to five times a week for an hour? So it's the second thing I had. I need to start doing regularly. Another thing is when I was going to hot yoga regularly, three to four times a week, that's what I was going. Back when uh, my friend Lynn Wright, who is my naturopath, who most of you have heard now, she just passed away a couple of weeks ago. But when she would check my blood, because she's, I've been going to her for probably eight years when she would check my blood, it was always the optimal, optimum, whatever the word is. It was always the best when I was going to hot yoga three to five times a week, three, four, five times a week. I mean, it was stellar, amazing. Because with hot yoga, so you're cleansing all of your organs, you're cleansing all of the toxins, you're getting everything out so it doesn't have time to like sit in there and start festering. You're becoming more flexible. You're, you're moving the fluids in your body, you know, so things don't get stagnant. You're releasing stress. Hot yoga is, oh, saved my life. So other things they told me about my health that, oh, I had this instant thought. It came instantly that I needed to book a past life regression with my mentor, which I did. I booked that and I have it next week with her. And I really got the message, just you need to go back in the past life and see what happened in this area of your neck, and it will be healed. And for those of you that have not done past life regression, it can be that powerful. You heal what happened in the past life at that time. You, so what, how I do it, not everyone does it this way, but at the end of that lifetime, whatever you experienced, um, because we carry the emotional wounds over, and that's where the physical stuff can fester because our emotional wounds are still there, and we can actually bring in physical issues into this lifetime, into every lifetime, unless we heal it. And so I did one past life regression with her. I had this lump starting on my chest, and it's funny because I had a lump on my back in the same spot but on the back of my body, 
And I kept telling her, it's like someone just took a spear and went right through me. Guess what? The past life regression showed me. It's exactly what happened. Right at the spot where these lumps are. Now, I had already had the one taken off my back because it was getting just bigger and bigger and it was ugly. And the, the front one I hadn't because it just wasn't that big. After we did the past life regression, you know, at the end, we have the angels go with us and we heal the physical wounds. But we also send forgiveness and healing to those that wounded us and even to ourselves. And so that transcends all of that beautiful love and forgiveness transcends to this lifetime so that our wounds can just start going away, can start healing. And that's exactly what happened to the lump on my chest. It is completely gone now. Um, it just started getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and it has disappeared. And that w happened immediately after the past life regression with Jackie. So I do have one next week with her. Uh, I may report on that. We'll see. Um, I may put it here. I may put on Patreon. The thing is, Patreon I post a lot more on, and these are now weekly again. So by the time I record a podcast, I have some other things to tell you. So Patreon, it's more like up, up close and personal with Julia, like, you know, on a regular basis. So with my health, it was, okay, so those are all the hits I got for my health. Okay, good. I'm on the right track. I'm going to take my body back. That's it. So let's move to love. I was speaking with someone the other day and discussing how, you know, she does not have a love in her life. She's taking time to heal, get herself together, whatever the term, you know, we use these terms, right? And I said, so I hear so often, I'm not going to get a soulmate. I'm not going to call my soulmate in until I've done my healing because I don't want to go into a relationship with these wounds or issues. Okay, that is the biggest bullshit. I'm going to call you out on that if you have this if you have this belief. I'm going to tell you why. So many of us are or, or came to find our soulmate and first of all, we have many soulmates. Okay, there's 8 billion people on the planet. There's not just one soulmate you're supposed to connect with here. Pretty darn sure of that. But what if you're supposed to be with your soulmate so that you heal together? Michael and I have been through so much. We went through so much to get where we are now, which is really, really amazing. But we had to come into this relationship without any lists. If I had a list, he wouldn't have made the. He wouldn't have been on the list if I would have written one out at that time. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have met the criteria. I've never had a list. Never had a list of how someone has to show up for me. How egotistical is that? So, why don't you just open your heart to love and? The only reason you're waiting, I'm like, oh gosh, don't send me hate mail. Well, if you do, you do. It <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to read it. I'm really good at passing mail off now. Um, now my assistant reads most of my mail before I do. So um, it's just because I get so many messages and I don't, I don't read hate mail anymore. It's just not worth my time. But um, I have no idea where I was going with this already. So I'm just going to call out some of you. It may not be all of you. 
that if you're waiting for love till you heal and you get whole and, and all that, it's only you have it's your own fear of being hurt again. Or it's your fear of letting your armor down because I have this armor up now because I'm the strong person now and I'm on the right path. And I'm going to keep this armor up because it's going to wait. It's just going to let me know when the right person shows up when you're 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 actually not allowing a bunch of good stuff in because you think you're keeping the bad stuff out. You're afraid to be vulnerable. It's the best place to be. Be like that vulnerable little kid, right? That just trusted everyone. We just ran into relationships and loved everyone. Yes, sometimes it didn't work and we got hurt. But then we went right for the next friend, right? Or little boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever you want to call it. Go back to that. Stop living all of your, your uh, wounds. Not just from past life, but from this lifetime that you've picked up. All the times you've been hurt. What about all the times, you know, there were good times in some of those relationships. And because we came in with our own wounds, as did our partner, then we just start blaming each other. What's your fault for this? Or I don't know why I'm not happy. Or I don't feel loved. And it's all the stuff that you got to work on. But you can work on that with someone. You can work on it together. I just wanted, I just feel like I needed to say that because I think so many of you are going, are passing by opportunities to create new relationships. Perhaps it's to have a relationship and gosh, maybe it doesn't work out, but it was there to teach you about forgiveness or to teach you to really love yourself even more or to teach you compassion or patience. And let me just point this, this I know this is going kind of longer than usual today, but I guess I had a lot on my mind, or universe did. <laughs> um, when you're seeking a soulmate, and I'm going to tell you, this is why, I mean, I'm going to plead with you not to have a list, because we're here to balance each other out. Michael and I are, we, we're, we have a lot of similar, similarities now. And we had a lot when we met, but so much less. I mean, we were so different. Like different poles of the earth meeting. Seriously, that's how different we were. But as we moved through our relationship, and as I got out of my ego saying, it needs to be my way or the highway, or you need to be this or do this or don't do this. And I just looked at it as what is he here to help me with? What is he here to teach me? And one thing Michael was here to teach me was that you truly can turn your mind off (laughs) and do nothing (laughs) and think about nothing because that used to be something that would really get under my skin because I'd be like, how can you just sit there and not think about anything? Because I was too busy with on that hamster wheel thinking of the next step the next person I got to save, the person I upset, all the bullshit stuff. And I thanked him recently. I said, I just have to thank you because I was so resistant to that quiet, peaceful, calm state of nothing happening in the brain. (laughs) I was so resistant to that. I said, but you were trying to show me the whole time, the whole way. So I thanked him. And now I can do it 
right along beside him. If I would have had a list, Michael and I would not be together, I have no doubt. I mean, universe will bring, you know, people in your path and the next person, the next relationship. But if you shut the door and keep pushing them away or looking the other direction or checking your list before you allow them in, you're missing out on some really, really golden opportunities to learn. I hope that this finds you at a place where you are either have already emerged from your dark night of the soul, if not, that you can see the light, at least after hearing what I have to say today. You are almost there. Just embrace the lessons that are coming up. Look at yourself in the mirror. What is this about? It's always about you. Okay, so every time I look in the mirror, it was always about me. Anytime I'm judging someone, it's always about me. It's another thing universe has been bringing up for me. All right, I am sending so much love to you. If you want to meet me on Patreon, love to have you. There's different tiers, and you can get in just to um, be up close and personal with yours truly on a more regular basis. Um, just a heads up, too, that my next Sedona retreat is all booked. Not all booked. It's scheduled. <laughs> Not all booked. I do have a, some spots open. Um, it is set for October. You can check out my website, juliatreat.com, and I will put a link in the comments or um, in the description here. And, yeah, get in in that next retreat if you wish. There are already people signed up, so... Get in and save your spot if you wish, and I can't wait to see what happens next at Angel Valley because the last time was very interesting. If you haven't heard that podcast, go back to my visitors, the unexpected visitors I had at Angel Valley. All right, I love you so much, and I will talk to you soon. Namaste. Julia is now offering several ways that you can connect with her even more. She will be guiding those who join her on her Patreon page through channeled messages, transformational meditations, and even mini courses not offered anywhere else. Check out her latest offerings at patreon.com forward slash Julia Treat.